What do boys to men, Tony Braxton, TLC, and Mariah Carey have in common? Let's get into it. But wait, no, hold on a second. Before we get into this week's episode, I first wanted to say a heartfelt thank you. Thanks to listeners like you and to your unwavering loyalty week after week, this podcast officially surpassed the 1,000 download mark. That means that episodes of this podcast have been accessed and listened to over 1,000 times and counting. This major milestone could not have happened without you. Thank you to those of you listening in the States, in Mexico, Puerto Rico, Germany, Singapore, Austria, Canada, Australia, and beyond. You all keep showing up for me, so I'll keep showing up for you. Oh, and hey, stay tuned till the end of this episode for a special bonus surprise. Now let's really get into this episode. Welcome to the Event Fusion Podcast, the place where creativity and innovation meet to help take your event experiences from ordinary to sublime. I'm your host, Vanelle Laporte, and I'm an Event Fusion specialist, fundraising expert, and entrepreneur. After over 10 years in the events industry, envisioning and producing events that more than doubled revenue for clients and created raving fans out of attendees, I'm bringing you into my world. On this podcast, I'm holding nothing back. I am pulling back the curtain and sharing tips and strategies that will take your next event from frustrating and stressful to lucrative, engaging, and fun, all while keeping your sanity. If you're ready to energize your audience, multiply your revenue, and do more in less time, then you're in the right place. Ready to make your next event your best event? Let's get started. So, did you figure out what boys to men, Tony Braxton, TLC, and Mariah Carey all have in common? If you guessed that they were at the top of the R&B charts in the 90s, then you clearly know your stuff. This episode is all about music and how you can utilize it to your advantage to bring guests to feel what you want them to feel or simply to take them down memory lane. Recently, I was driving through my neighborhood listening to the radio with the windows down and the sun was streaming in and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. I was in a state of utter and complete bliss, feeling so incredibly grateful and like the day honestly couldn't get any better. And then it happened. One of my favorite songs came on and next thing I know, I'm dancing in my seat, singing along to every word and I'll be honest, essentially putting on my own little concert inside my car. You couldn't tell me nothing about the fact that I was not a professional singer in that very moment. And you know how I know that? Because of the knowing smiles I got from the passengers in the cars next to me. Because you know what they know. That when that specific song comes on, there is nothing anybody can tell you. Listen, this is a zero judgment zone in this space. So don't act like you haven't done exactly what I'm talking about. So tell the truth and shame the devil. You know that song. The one that comes on and makes you stay inside the car until it's done, even though you've been parked at your destination for the past three minutes. For me, one of those songs is Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. I don't care who is in the car with me. If that song comes on, I am losing my entire religion. Everyone has those songs, the ones that are specifically committed to special memories. The song that was playing on loop during your favorite tropical vacation. 
That jam you and your girls rock to during one of the best nights you spent laughing until your stomachs hurt. The ones that remind you of those legendary backyard barbecues Uncle Gary and Aunt Shanice used to put on in the summers that always ended with someone blasting Will Smith's summertime and more than one piece of peach cobbler being consumed. Like smell, my absolute favorite sense to tap into when I want to invoke a specific memory, music has the same effect. I don't know about you, but I have the uncanny ability to hear the first few bars of a song and immediately know what the song is, what era it's from, and more often than not, who sang it. There's just something about music that brings you straight back to some of the best, and let's be honest, at times worse, moments in your life. Music is an equalizer in so many ways, and like food, it's one of the best and easiest ways to connect with others. Like a trusted confidant, music is always there when you need it, providing just the perfect melody for whatever mood you're in. And as Frank Ocean so astutely quoted, when you're happy, you enjoy the music, but when you're sad, you understand the lyrics. Here are three ways to ensure your event's music selection always hits the right note. Number one, have a clear understanding of your attendee profile. Selecting music can be tricky, particularly if you're unaware of your attendee profile. Working with seasoned veterans in the entertainment industry, namely a DJ or a band, will ensure that they're able to provide the best recommendations for the type of music that would best fit your event. So, what do we mean when we say attendee profile? Let's break this down. In its simplest terms, your attendee profile is the comprehensive overview of the types of people that will be a part of your event. This breakdown can either be done by age range, event type, or, in some instances, demographics, depending on the event. Ultimately, what this profile allows you to do is to select music and entertainment that won't be too far removed from what guests would enjoy and be familiar with and find in keeping with their personal tastes. Now take note. While this by no means is a hard and fast rule and it's in no way a scientific calculation, you always want to work to ensure that everyone, if not 85% or more of the guests in attendance, have some type of musical option that would suit their preferences. Here's an example. Let's say you're planning a retirement event for a big corporate exec in your city. Most of the event attendees are in their late 50s to mid 60s. Now, given that profile, he wouldn't necessarily go telling your DJ to play a selection from hair metal bands of the 80s or the super emo music that took over the airwaves in the early 2000s, like Fall Out Boy. Why? Well, for starters, most of the people in attendance likely wouldn't have a clue who any of those artists are. And second, it's not at all in keeping with the theme or feel of the event. In this scenario, that music with that crowd would be the acoustic equivalent of nails on a chalkboard. Avoid it at all costs. If you're not a musical phenom or are unsure about the type of music you should be selecting, this is one area you should delegate to your events DJ. First, ensure that you hire a seasoned pro who is great at mixing music to deliver for varying groups of people. And second, share your attendee profile with them as soon as you have it so they know what they're getting into. There's nothing worse than walking into an event and getting completely blindsided by the type of crowd you weren't expecting. Number two, ensure the musical selection is diversified to set the mood for the entire experience. When it comes to selecting music, you need to think about not just the portion of the event that may involve dancing, 
but rather the totality of the time that music may potentially be introduced as part of the experience. Here's what I mean by that. Will there be background music during the cocktail hour as people mingle? What will be playing as guests enter a ballroom? What will your musical selection be during the meal service? Do your speakers have a walk-up song? If there's an intermission in the middle of your programming, what musical or design element will be used to fill that space? Will there be music as guests depart the event? These are just some of the things you should be thinking about to ensure that the dreaded dead air scenario doesn't happen. So what's dead air? That's when nothing is planned for a period of time and all you hear is either people talking or the awkward silence as people wait for the next thing to begin. Even if guests can't concretely make out the songs, the fact that there's something playing in the background adds a little something extra to the event's ambiance. Beyond ensuring that you're aware of and prepared for all of the spaces within your program that will require musical accompaniment, you should also ensure that your musical selection is diversified for your attendees, particularly if your event will have a dedicated dancing component, like say a wedding or a Sweet 16. Now, when I say diversified, what I mean is, don't just have hours and hours of the same type of music. Make sure there's something for everyone. We already discussed creating your attendee profile. So once you have that, ensure you have music that's upbeat, a few songs that people can slow dance to, some that gets people on the dance floor, and others that serve as purposeful fillers in between programming changes. Here's one last pro tip for you. When it comes to music, while the selection is important, the volume should reign supreme. Your DJ and AV crew will typically have a handle on this part of the event, but if you're deciding to go rogue and do it yourself or ugh, the blasphemy of it all, hire a family member who just so happens to have a turntable in their basement to do the music, Lord. Remember that understanding volume and how it affects event and the program flow is something they should be acutely aware of. There's nothing worse than having guests need to scream across the table at each other because they can't hear what the other person is saying above the sound of the music. Do me and everyone else a favor and leave the level 100 blasting for an actual real-life concert and take it down a couple notches for an indoor event. And finally, number three, create opportunities for guests to congregate on the dance floor. There's nothing worse than being an attendee at a party that falls flat because no one is dancing, assuming it's that type of event, of course. While it's usually awkward to be the first person to get on the dance floor and, let's be real, seemingly make a fool of yourself, there's just something so satisfying about playing the right jam that will get people to leave their half-eaten slices of cake just so they can go and dance. You know the ones. There are those songs that get people dancing at your family reunion, or the one that makes you break out into a two-step around your kitchen on a Saturday morning. For us mere mortals, we call those our favorite songs. But in the event space, DJs and music industry professionals call those line dance songs. Now, when I say line dance, I don't mean country line dancing, although that is also an option. What I mean by line dance in this instance, though, are those songs that are upbeat, last for about four to five minutes, and most important of all, everyone knows the dance moves too. I'm going to list out a few right now and tell me if you don't immediately start singing the song in your head or have an immediate recollection of the accompanying dance moves. The Macarena. The Electric Slide. 
the Cupid Shuffle. See what I mean? Besides being so much fun to dance to, what's great about line dance songs is that it levels the playing field for all of your guests. Whether you're a professional dancer or you have two left feet, these are dance songs that you have to try really hard to mess up. Now that should be good news for everyone. Even better, if you've never danced to one of these songs before, there's a sort of camaraderie that gets immediately established as those around you teach you how to master the steps as the song is played. Within two to three repetitions, you're sure to become an old pro. And hey, if you're really worried about it because dancing just is not your ministry, fear not. Many of these songs have the dancing instructions built right in. You are welcome. An added benefit is that depending on when these line dance songs are played during your event, they actually help to break the ice and get people who may not necessarily know each other all that well to drop their guard, mingle, and enjoy themselves. Beyond just getting guests out on the floor to dance, there's something magical that happens when guests start singing along together to a song that everyone knows the words to. Songs like Sweet Home Alabama or Journey's Don't Stop Believin'. Whether it's dancing with a partner or singing along holding a chilled glass of champagne in your hand as you kick your heels off to not be seen again until the end of the night, there's nothing quite like an amazing dance party that goes till the wee hours of the morning. Listen, you spend so much time planning and carefully curating an event for guests to have fun at, so shouldn't the right musical selection help them do that? I think so. And hey, as a special added bonus for this episode, and because this podcast is all about creating events that people actually want to go to instead of the ones they fall asleep at, let's be real, there's actually two Spotify playlists that I've created for you. The first is a playlist with all of my favorite dance party and sing-along songs to get your guests up and out of their seats and onto the dance floor. And since 90s R&B inspired this whole episode, there's a special playlist I created just for that as well. You can find the links to both Spotify playlists in the show notes. Make sure you add these to your collection and hit the follow button so you don't miss out on any new song additions. Here's to dancing to the classics until our feet hurt and the lights come on. That's all for right now. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Event Fusion Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the latest event planning and money-saving tips. Until next time.